Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sacred Emergence Podcast. It is Michelle Wong, and today you have me. So I'm going to be talking about cash flow and the multiple ways that we can create cash flow. Uh, This is information that I really wish I was taught in high school or even earlier than that. Um, And for the longest time, I've, well, actually in my late 20s, early 30s, I was actually teaching a lot of workshops on this. Um, But before we dive into all of the juice for today's episode, I have two things to share. One is that it is really hot today. I am recording this like at the edge of my couch. I have all the windows open. I actually have some of the blinds closed because it was so hot that I didn't want the sun to come in. So if you hear birds, if you hear cars, um, it's all just a part of um, summer. So FYI. And then the second announcement I wanted to make is that I've decided to take a summer break for the podcast. So today's episode is a last one for this before we head into summer. Um, I am going to guess it's going to be an extended summer, (laughs) summer into early fall. So I'm just gauging my energy. I'm going to guess that I will be back sometime in mid-October. The best way to know is just to subscribe. And, um, you know, that's the best way to know. And I'll be sharing the next episode drop after this one in my stories, obviously, uh, for those of you um, who are connected with me on Instagram. So you'll see that. Uh, but I just want to let you know, it's, it's, I'm not ending the podcast. I'm just taking a summer break. Um, because I really, yeah, I'm feeling like this manifester is wanting a little bit of a rest. So expect for a new episode to come sometime in October. Um, but yeah, if you subscribe, then you'll just know when the next episode gets dropped. So, um, let's dive into this week's episode. I'm going to try my very best to keep it short, but If you know me, I tend to ramble, but I do have notes because I wanted to stay on track. So this information I'm sharing, you can learn it all um, if you read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, or he actually has his second book, like the sequel to Rich Dad, Poor Dad called Cashflow Quadrant. So everything I'm sharing here is just my summary of the Cashflow Quadrant, but also I'm going to share like my experience with each of the quadrants. Um, And so my entrepreneurial journey actually started after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, For me, it was such a big like eye opener um, because up until that point, I started, I read that book like, I don't know, when I was 26. Um, And it was kind of like this random, not so random occurrence. But before then, there are only two things that I really knew, like that I was really conscious of. It was like, okay, I got to get a job so I can get paid, right? And 
at that time, like when I started at my full-time job, right, right after college, I also had a passion for movement and fitness and nutrition. So I really wanted to teach Pilates. Um, so I had like, you know, a side income coming in. Um, and I've had that for like over 10 years while I was in corporate. And so I've always like had other incomes coming in. Um, and then uh, I also through my work, I had like my 401k and, you know, I had stock options and all of that. So like there are other ways of creating income, um, but it wasn't brought to me consciously until I read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and then I also followed up with the cash flow quadrant. So the cash flow quadrant, if you think about like a graph, right? There's like, you know, like a a big cross, right? And you have like four squares, right? There's two on the left, two on the right, um, just like like a graph, right? Um, and so that's the cash flow quadrant in terms of the shape. And you have the left side of the quadrant and the right side of the quadrant. So the left side of the quadrant, if you imagine the upper left side, that is for the employees. So each quadrant represents ways that people can get paid, right? So the left side, the upper left is the employee quadrant. The lower left is a self-employed quadrant. So already there's two ways you can get paid, right? You can get paid as an employee or self-employed, you work for yourself, right? So those are two ways that you can get paid. And then on the right side of the quadrant, the other two ways you can get paid uh, the upper right side of the quadrant is a business owner, and then the lower right are investment, if you're like an investor. So those are the four main ways that Robert Kiyosaki has shared around, here are like the main ways you can gain, you can earn cash flow, right? And obviously in each of the, the categories, there's, you know, it breaks down to more nuanced ways. And so for me, I always landed in the employee quadrant, right? For the most part. And there's pros and cons to each, right? Each, each one of them has pros and cons. Um, but for the longest time, I was like, I don't even know how to get to the business owner quadrant. But when I learned about this quadrant, like all of it, I was like mind blown. And I was like, I only know of the employee quadrant. And like, I guess as a Pilates teacher, I was kind of making money on the side. So no, I, I never saw it as like my own business. I just, it was extra cash, right? It was just a passion of mine. It was extra cash coming in. But if I did that only, then I would be self-employed, right? Just to kind of give you an example. So if you are a Pilates teacher, if you're a yoga teacher, if you are you know, an accountant work, and you have clients, like all of those fit into the self-employed. Um, and again, there's pros and cons to each. And so let's talk about some pros and cons of the left side. And then I'm going to talk about the right side. Because, um, yeah, when I was teaching this workshop, I was like, I was building a business. Um, I, want, I really wanted to go from the left side of the quadrant to the right side. Because honestly, I didn't really want to trade dollars for hours. And I've learned so much since hosting those workshops and you know I it's it's been like over 10 years ago since I did that that I've just I've learned so much um and I've gained so much perspective and so I just felt this like this pull to talk about it because I'm shifting things and how I'm doing my business and you know if you've listened for the past past episodes uh, I recently went back to corporate and so I just wanted to share like um 
just kind of share each of my pers my perspective on each of these quadrants. And also like, I'm hoping this will inspire you to consider other ways where you can make income because you don't have to be locked in one quadrant. There was one time, like there was a period of time where I had my hands and toes and feet and fingers in each of the quadrants. Um, it just happened like that. It wasn't planned. Uh, when I looked at the bigger picture, I was like, oh, you know, I do have investments like stocks and bonds. Uh, I, at that time, I was growing a business through network marketing. I also was teaching Pilates, so I was self-employed, and then I had a full-time job, so that landed me in the employee quadrant. So that that's actually quite a lot, And um, but back then I was in my 20s, so I had enough energy. And so for the employee quadrant, I, I feel like most of us are familiar with this, um, and this is where you have a job, right? And the, the, the pro of it is that assuming it's stable, right? Um, there's a consistent paycheck, right? So the good thing to that is that you know the amount of money you have coming in. Uh, so you can plan, right? You can budget, you can plan. Um, and a lot of times if you are working for a bigger company, there are benefits, um, health benefits, uh, retirement plans, all the things. And um, there's also like, because you are working with other people, typically, you, you just, you have colleagues, coworkers, for better or worse. Um, so like you have, you're not by yourself all the time, right? If you tend to be more social. So there's some of the benefits there. I think what people think is a benefit sometimes is a perceived benefit because, and this is a part that always got me because you can you can lose your job at any time, right? Like for whatever reason, like even if you're doing a great job, if the company has to like, you know, uh, reorg or they have to lay people off or they merged with another company, there's always like nothing is ever guaranteed, right? So it's always, I feel like it's a perceived security when at any moment you can lose that job. So I always say like, it's really smart for people to have a second income, right? Be, it could be a side thing, just like when I was teaching Pilates on the side. Um, or if you have like real estate investment, like something to support you. Um, and I actually, I think this is true for whichever quadrant you're in. It's actually a good idea to have other streams of income. This is just for, you know, just being smart and having our own protection. Okay, so the employee quadrant is that. And, you know you're working for someone, right? So your time isn't necessarily yours. Uh, it is kind of trading dollars for hours. You know, some people say you're trading skill set for money. Um, but really, if you look at it, even how things are calculated, it's based on time, right? They break it down into how much you're getting paid per hour, even on the pay stub, right? Um, but your value, like depending on your role and your skill set, then you're being valued differently in terms of your pay. Um, and yeah, for those that don't like having a boss, don't like being told what to do, you know, I know plenty of people who like will not survive in a corporation or having like, you know, having to do something, the same thing over and over again. So there's also personality differences there, personal preference there. And then the self-employed, so as a Pilates teacher and when I was, um, not when I was, I still am, um, you know, doing my human design readings and sessions and it was falling into self-employed. And the thing with the self-employed is that you own your job, you own your time, you own your job. And that's a good thing if you like freedom, right? I loved, I loved 
I love it. Like, it's just one of the, it's, it's really nice to be able to dictate your own schedule, your own, your own boss. And there's a caveat. It is, if you don't work, you don't get paid, right? Like, you need to be able to charge enough or have enough clients that it could support you, especially if you are doing this full time. And it takes time to build up to full time. Um, and so I always recommend, like, it's actually really smart if you're interested in having a business that you keep your day job, right? And I've interviewed plenty of people on the podcast and they all share the same thing. Um, and so with that, the downside is when you're first starting, it takes time to build. Um, of course, everyone has, you know, everyone is different. Some people like really quickly, depending on their skill set and their connections, they might already be successful when they, you know, decide to do this, whatever their, their business is. That's the thing, though. The self-employed sometimes can get mixed up with the business owner quadrant, right? The business owner, remember, is the upper right. Self-employed is bottom left, right? The lower left. The thing is with the self-employed, there's like this, there's this saying out there that it's like, you know, it's only, only entrepreneurs, you know, self-employed would sign up to work 80 hours <laughs> for their business and like only them would be that crazy that they would like dedicate so much of their time in order to make their business work, right? So that's one of the pieces where uh, the risk here is like in the beginning, you might not be guaranteed money f- cash flow coming in. Um, and so there's a risk there. And in order to get more money, you either have to raise your rates or increase your clients, right? Or you do both. Right, so in terms of the wriggle room of getting more cash coming in, um, it's it's not all hunky dory, and you're by yourself a lot unless you join, you know, a mastermind or you're, you know, you're 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 investing in something where you're not by yourself. But ultimately, you're ultimately responsible for your for the money coming in and for your self-employed business. Now. I feel like it depends, right? Because as a self-employed, let's just say you, it becomes very, very successful. Um, there can be, you can go from self-employed and switching it over to the business owner quadrant. And the difference between self-employed and business owner quadrant is that as a business owner, you have a system that is working for you so that if you don't work, money is still coming in. So as we move to the right side of the quadrant, we're starting to play with more exponential time. We're starting to play with more um, passive residual income, right? Where you getting money, you having money coming in is not tied to your actual effort. And this is where, um, you know, we're talking about franchises, corporations, network marketing, um, or if you've built a business successful enough, you can start hiring people. And then maybe over time, you have employees working for you so that you're maybe you're just looking more, you're just setting the vision of the company. And over time, that becomes more of a corporation, right? So there, it's not like once you're in a box or stuck in that box, like especially from if you have your own freedom, like to do things as a self-employed, then you might be able to flow into business owner. Um, and then some people love just being self-employed and being a business of one and just structuring things so that, you know, when we look at the self-employed quadrant, 
it does get a little bit more, you can get more creative, like having membership groups uh, where it kind of merges into, okay, like now I have group programs. I'm getting, you know, uh, money flowing in and membership groups tend to offer like, you know, you're offering a value depending on how you're doing it, but you're kind of guaranteed a little bit of your, your the expectation of money coming in. Um, and it depends on how you structure it. Maybe you're having guest people and teaching, but ultimately someone is signing up for a service that you are providing, right? And so it's one of those things where the self-employed box, because of the internet and because of um, more creative ways, it can start weaving into the business ownership, right? So that gets to be really fun. Um, and therefore, when it starts to go into the business ownership side, um, it's tied less to money and time, right? Because when we are looking at, you know, self-employed traditionally is like, okay, I just spent an hour with a client. I got paid for that hour. Um, but the coaching world has really, especially in the coaching world, they really expanded and broken out of that type of box where a lot of times you're paying for packages um, and part of that package has more than my, my, my time with the coach, right? Now there is a mastermind group and there's all these other benefits that get added to it so that we, I can pay a premium price to get a little bit more or the coach will charge premium pricing to get um, to offer more value for their clients. So this is where it starts to like the lines start to blur a bit. But ultimately, if we don't, as a self-employed, if that person doesn't work, they don't get paid, right? And so when you're looking at the business owner, that was the part for me when I was reading, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad and learning about real estate investing. And um, I was attracted to network marketing because it was a way to start building a business as a business owner. So upper right of a quadrant and start to gain residuals. Um, but, you know, network marketing has its pros and cons as well. And, um, and, but it's a, it's a, it's a low, low entry. Like anybody can get in. And at the same time, because anybody can get in, it really can taint the reputation of network marketing. Um, and we're not going to go into all the details of that, but there's a lot to play with when we start looking at, okay, business ownership. And then the last quadrant, I think the one that is, uh, I think like we, I interviewed Anjali uh, Pradhan last week. If you haven't checked out that episode, please do. It is Smart Investing for Women with Anjali. And um, her skill set is all around helping women to invest uh, in the stock market. Um, for long-term, right? So we're talking about like long-term goals, retirement. Um, we didn't talk about real estate investment, rental income, or any type of other types of rental income. But this is the space where I think ultimately, if you're a savvy, um, it gets to be kind of fun, right? But also because you are investing, then you're not really doing any work, right? It's like you're, you're investing your money in stocks and bonds, for example, there's nothing else you can do about it unless you're a day trader, which that has its own risk. Um, but it gets to be one of those things where 
the more money you have and the more you can invest, but it doesn't mean you have to have a lot of money to invest, right? It's just like you have more wiggle room. You have more, uh, more room to play. And so those are the four quadrants. And when I learned this, I was pretty mind blown because I didn't know what residual income was until I was like 26, 27. And I really wish someone taught me what residual income was. And I really thought like investing, like, like I always, when I remember when I was like 11 years old, I, I thought it was so cool like to be able to invest. And I was like, I want to invest someday. I want to invest in stocks someday. And it felt so foreign to me. Um, and I didn't know a whole lot about mutual funds, index funds, all of that. I just felt like, you know, I heard all the stories of you just invest early and you hold it onto it for a lot of years. And then when you're old, you know, you're, you just make hundreds and thousands of dollars. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Right. But I didn't really know how I didn't have the skills for it. Um, and so it was really fun interviewing Anjali last week, um, just to like, like to have someone teach other women. Um, that was really awesome. So anyways, all that to say is that I feel like it is smart to have other sources of income coming in and it's worth doing research if you are just in one of the categories. Um, I feel like for me, just sharing my personal experience, um, with you know my past in terms of my past careers I've been in corporate for the most part and then the last four and a half years I um, decided to play in the self the self-employed quadrant a little bit more um, and then my bigger vision like when I got clear of where I wanted to head in my life um, and like when I look at like how do I envision my future how do I want to spend my time and my energy I'll be honest, it got clear that where I really want to spend my time in is in the investment quadrant, um, while also offering um, my passions to people. Like when I was teaching Pilates, I, I loved it. Like I loved, you know, going into the studio after my uh, corporate job and doing something completely different um, and also like meeting different people. Like I love that. Um, and I did give it a try of teaching full time and it was not for me. It was, it was too unstable for me. And so I know that in terms of like my desires and as a manifester, someone who's actually, uh, not meant to necessarily be doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, I feel like for me going forward, just knowing how I want my future to look like, I want to be in the investment quadrant more. It doesn't mean I want to be in there 100%, but I really want to focus more of my energy there. Um, I want to be able to save more money so I can play in the investment quadrant more. Um, and also, like, I decided to go back to corporate if I could find something that it really aligned with. Um, a part of me just, I honestly, like, I just got really lucky with my company. Like every day when I'm at work, I'm so grateful. Um, and I just decided that I want to be able to have a little bit of stability at this time in my life um, so that I have a little bit more wiggle room to play an experiment. Um, and I found the right company that can offer that to me uh, while I still get to play in the self-employed space. Personally, I'm not incredibly interested in being a business owner. 
I thought I did. Uh, that was when I was doing network marketing, but um, I'll be honest, the network marketing business never took off for me from how it was painted to me, right? But I know plenty of people where it has been successful. Um, and I personally don't really want to have employees. I don't want to be hiring, having people work for me. That is not my jam. Um, so when I look at the bigger picture of things, it's like, okay, uh, I want to focus more on the investment realm. Right now, I am really cool with doing the employee. Granted that, you know, I like the company and the mission uh, that I am working for. I'm cool with that. And I also want to play in the self-employed, right? Like I want to continue to offer human design sessions. I want to offer like any ideas that come through group programs and um, whatever ideas, like other membership groups, right? Like that, I, I love, I love that. And that's cool. I like having my feet, hands, toes, fingers, dabbling in different quadrants. Um, and for you as a listener, like, I think it's worth exploring um, and, and seeing, especially if you're just in one, start playing in others. Like, maybe it's okay, like, how can I look at investing more? And then there's so many different types of investments, right? I think it's common to invest in ETFs. Is that EFTs or ETFs? I forget. I think it's E. I don't remember. Maybe it's EFTs. Um, <laughs> Electronic funds transfer. I don't know. I forget what they stand for. I think it's EFTs. Anyways, index funds. I think they that is the same thing. <laughs> or like, yeah, possibly real estate investment or like investing in, I don't know, foreign exchange, forex. There is crypto, although I don't, I don't know what the future is for crypto, to be honest. Um, what else? Heavy, uh, precious metals, heavy metals, precious metals. Like, I don't know. There's so many things you can look at. Um, there was something else. Ah, something else. And I feel like this is where, because of like social marketing and, the, and social media and the internet, there's also affiliate marketing. And I think affiliate marketing, it depends on the person. It depends if the person's an influencer um, it can fall under self-employed or business owner. It really depends. I feel like if there's, you know, if you are representing a brand and you, you know, you promote someone's products and people buy through your unique link and you get a commission, um, that's amazing. And some, some of the companies, the way they structure their affiliate links, it's like, as long as that customer continues to order, once they've, you know, purchased through your link initially, then you'll continue to get commission for the lifetime of that customer, right? And that starts to fall into a little bit of network marketing. Um, depends. Or it's like um, Bluehost, as an example. Bluehost is a, a website, their domain, like they, they host website domains and all that. They have a really great affiliate program where if somebody is purchasing from your affiliate link, every time that person renews uh, their, their membership or whatever, you get a kickback. Um, and you can have unlimited number of people obviously using your link. And um, I actually, uh, Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, Back in the day when he was, you know, sharing his monthly income from all passive income, from all of his affiliates, 
uh, Bluehost was one of the major ones that um, he got a lot of income from. Um, anyway, so there's so many different ways that we can create income. Uh, and I feel like affiliate marketing is so good because you already have a product that you don't have to really be responsible for. You're just, you know, sharing how much you love it. Integrity, right? Um, and then recommending people to try it out. And if they purchase from your link, then you get a kickback. That's another way to get in, to get income that is not related to your time uh, or your energy. So I always see that as passive or residual income as well. So that can fall. I don't know where you want to put that in the category. <laughs> Somewhere on the right side of the quadrant because it is more residual. Um, anyways, I don't know if this is helpful. I know that uh, I wish I knew this information sooner. And uh, also a part of it is like when I when I read with Shed Poor Dad, I was a little bit anxious because... I was just like, I really feel like I want to get a head start. I want to like start, you know, creating other ways to create income, but I didn't know how. Um, or at that time, I didn't know of a good network marketing company. Um, it was only a few years later that I, you know, came across the one that I ended up um, working with. Um, but there's all these ways. And really, I think a part of it is to get started something with that is lower risk, right? So affiliate marketing might be a good one. I think Amazon has affiliate. Uh, they've changed it over the years. But definitely, if if you, you can have a business that's all around affiliates, right? And you can be a referral website and offer really good value and products that you like. And if they order through that link, then you get a kickback, right? Anyways, there's all the different ways. Um, but I think it's smart to know of the options out there and to be aware of like your energy and where, where are your goals? Where do you want to head? Um, and then start making choices and decisions that can get you in that direction. So let me know if this was helpful. If it was, send me a message. Uh, you can tag me, share it in Insta stories uh, at michellewong.xo. Um, and yeah, I was just like, sometimes like it doesn't have to be like okay I'm I, I need a, a way to find passive income right sometimes it really is like following your passion and then from there allowing things to unfold um kind of like with Pilates and then from one thing to another you know I stumbled upon network marketing and then from there um joining other masterminds and then coming across human design and being really curious about it and then there's like all these different options um, and just getting more clarity around like, okay, like I'm actually really interested in investing in investing, uh, I guess for this, the next few years of my life. So I'm going to play in that field a little bit and everything gets to be fluid and you can be in all different quadrants at the same time. Um, just making sure that you have the right energy for all of the above and everything does come with a caveat uh, nothing is ever like a thousand percent secure and safe uh, everything you know it, it always has pros and cons so anyways with all that said I hope this is helpful and uh, if you have any questions don't hesitate to reach out uh, I hope you all have a beautiful summer if you're listening to this in quote-unquote more real time. Um, and if you are wanting to work with me outside of just listening to the podcast, I do have the HD sessions, the HD attunement sessions. Um, I will put a link in the show notes. And then if you are interested in working with me and through the membership group, the Unfolding membership, right now I have spots for four more people. 
And it's really, it's a really laid back. It's a group for women or those that identify as women. Um, and we just have a Voxer group going and anything goes. Um, you can share, you can vent in there. You can ask questions around business or anything. Um, and it's a really safe space. I do want to make sure it's a good fit for you and the container is a good fit for you. So if you are interested, um, send me a message on Instagram at michellewong.xo. Um, and it is, you can cancel anytime. And right now it is at 111 a month, US dollars. I, yeah, I might drop it to 99. I, that just came through. <laughs> but right now it's at 111. Um, I might drop it. So if you are curious about it, reach out to me and, uh, I love, I love everybody in the group and, uh, it's a lot of fun. Okay. So have a beautiful summer. Um, stay tuned for more. And, um, I'll also put links to the show notes to both of the books that I referenced. Um, and the, it's a little bit old school. So I, I, I will share that. It's a little bit more of the patriarchy. It's a little bit more old school, but it's good information. And it, for me, it really helped to get clear on ways that people make money. Like, how cool is that? Like, there's so many different ways. And for me, when I first learned about all of it, I was like, wow, like, I would love to get onto the right side of the quadrant. I just didn't know how. And some of the ideas that I shared um, are some bridges to get to the right side of the quadrant. So have fun exploring if it's your jam. And um, I will talk to you in a few months. Take care. To help you feel more supported and nourished in your body and nervous system, you're invited to download the free I Am Supported meditation in the show notes. May you feel grounded in who you are as you become the fullest expression of yourself. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing with those who can benefit. Until next time.